Downing, Downing tees it into the box and there's a host of people going for it. Kadra heads it down, Hasselbank edge of the area goes down, no free kick is given. Jimmy's still on the floor, it's, but here's Stewie Downing. Downing then, Downing running beyond the fullback, whips a great looking ball in, header, goal! Welcome back everybody to the Middlesbrough podcast. It's your boy Hamilton. I'm Brad. And also Greg. Folks, it has been a while since we have been back um, on our podcast game. However, we do have some exciting things to talk to y'all about this evening. Uh, one of the, the topics we like to discuss is preseason. The club, with um, all the free time on their hands because they can't seem to sign anybody, has been producing wonderful training videos. What do y'all think about those videos and training on the whole? Um, well. I'd rather see signings. <laughs> yeah. And a lack of, of quantity doesn't always guarantee a lack of quality. So I think uh, there's been a lot that's been going on with a lot of names who we've been linked with. Um, probably eight or ten players. Um, it seems like Middlesbrough aren't the club that we once were in terms of pulling power. Um, as we saw, uh, Charlie Good or Charlie Good, who we talked about previously, has gone to Brentford. They were challenging for promotion last season. I think that probably in the end is going to be a. I'm going to probably eat these words, but I think that is a good person to miss on in my book when I watched him play. I didn't right. like. I didn't like his mentality. He's one of those guys who always threw his hands up. You know. He's a hands-up he was, guy. He, he, complained, he complained more than he turned around yep. and went and got after it. Yeah. So I think that is mm. a... Fair enough. I think that's a, a good miss. I, I don't think he'd be tolerated by Warnock. Um, it's it is, possible. It is a bit surprising because it's not like our club doesn't have money to spend because we've seen figures thrown around for other players. Uh, however, I guess it just wasn't worth it for Mr. Good. I mean, I think we put out $2 million for Joe Williams, but... Bristol City, or was it one and a, it was one and a half for two, and Bristol City came in at two and a half million. And yeah, I think they said two million to two and a half. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was a decent player last season in the championship for for Wigan. Um, pretty much, you know, another box to box midfielder, probably Ed on the same side of of the defensive, um, yeah. checking his stats out. Um, you know, not nice a massive have. amount of. Yeah, not not a massive amount of, of production in terms of uh, goals and assists, but um, you know when the season's as as congested as it is, it's always good to have a f- experience in the division. So um, you know, Bristol City they were kind of there or thereabouts last season with regards to the playoffs, and they kind of fell away. Um, their manager got sacked, I think, the week before we played them, uh, which is obviously always the case. And then they went on beat us, I think, three one in the end. So. Um, you know, tends to tends to be how it is. Um, but no, I mean, I'm not I'm not panicking just yet. I think there's still uh, quite a long time after the um, season starts before the transfer window actually closes this year. Um, and I think probably what will happen is there'll be a lot of business done late this year, just because people aren't really sure what's going to happen. Um, I think uh, one of the most recent articles I saw this week was um, Sol Bamba, who used to play for uh, Warnock at Cardiff. Um, He was also at Leeds uh, back when Leeds were kind of 
doing what we are doing right now, kind of struggling for form um, before they kind of got um, you know decent run of of plays and fixtures together. So he's a big imposing defender, probably not the most uh, accomplished on the ball, but uh, certainly he's going to be you know imposing figure in central defence. So I keep my eye on that one. He's probably not the worst player we could have, but he's certainly not a you know it's not going to be a Virgil Van Dijk for us. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, my my outlook at this point is we got a couple guys back from loan. We got Sam Stubbs and Marcus Brown specifically, who are kind of the big names coming back from loan this last season. I mean, at this rate, that's that's got to be your focus as Warnock with with having missed out on so many chances. Like, yeah, you got you got some options out there still, but it's gonna really come down to making these these young guys that were gone for the last six, seven, eight, nine, ten months, however long they were on loan. Um, and making them fit and seeing if their play in other leagues can translate to the championship and turn out some good performances. That um, that kind of leads me to a question for you, Greg. Um, do you ever remember a transfer period that has been has has really lacked um, major signings like this period has? Um, I don't want to get you worried because I think this year is not a typical year, but I think this has probably been the quietest it has been. Usually we have brought in our players fairly early and and paid the money to get them. Um, For some reason this year it seems like we're not willing to meet some of the prices that are being uh, requested or prices that are being Quoted, and I think that is more of an indication of the club trying to not jump in to make deals for players who maybe aren't 100% committed to coming or maybe aren't exactly sure that they want to be coming. So, again, I think you've got to read a little bit into it and say, okay, well, it's, it's a combination of three things. One, you know, we're not, you know, attractive um, potential because of our poor showing last season. Two, we're probably not going to pay out the wages that we've been paying out previously. And three, we're probably not going to pay out the transfers that we've previously been. So um, couple all those things together, I think that's generally why the state of affairs is as it is. Um, And I think we'll see that throughout the rest of the transfer window. And hopefully um, we'll add, you know, maybe another three or four um, senior, senior players, senior bodies to the squad. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of spot on. Um, I mean, the spe- like I I just keep coming back to the young guys. Like when you think about it, we have we had some we had we showed that we had the pieces in place in the last six, seven, eight games. Um, we've got some bodies coming in. We've got Marvin Johnson coming back. Um, I don't know. I think. The more I think about it, there are smaller and smaller gaps that need to be filled depending on how well these new guys back come in and play. If Marcus Brown is able to carry forward his form from League One and uh, be a presence up on a wing, I mean, or or even just a, a midder, a midfielder opposite Tavernier or something like that, I think I think there's a lot of potential mm-hmm. there. Um, I mean, we've got Hayden Colson who. I wouldn't want to see in necessarily a defensive position, but up up front in a, a wing or midfield position, I think there's a lot of opportunities for him to have success. Um, so I, I think we have some pieces to work with. They're not necessarily the strongest pieces, is I think what we're, we're coming to kind of figure out and talk about. Um, 
but I think there's potential for Warnock to put together the right system for them to all help each other succeed. Um, and I think that's kind of probably what he's working on now, as he's missed out on the last three or four, three or four opportunities with uh, transfer players. Um, so I would, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot of the same team sheets going into next season, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Neil you know, like you said, finds that formation that works or develops multiple ones, you know, using uh, uh, multiple numbers of players. But I don't, I feel like we're going to get a lot of the same. I think we're, we've kind of hit a plateau with players right now and we are just, you got to ride it out. And eventually, yeah. you know, either it's going to decline, Lord forbid, uh, you know, but I, I think there is some credence to, you know, once clubs' financial positions are more shored up, uh, at the end of that transfer window, when it's like, okay, well, what money do we have in the bank that we haven't been able to spend? Um, you know, maybe the club is able to make more of a money move there. We'll see. Yeah, and I think um, so. the The transfer window um, used to shut the same um, weekend, same day at the start of the season, right? Yeah, basically. And then there was another. Um, I think there was another. Um, week to get loan deals done so that when the Premier League season started, um, then that transfer window closed. Um, that makes sense. So, I mean, essentially, we've now got an extra month after the first game of the season to actually yeah. sign players this year, which I think what you'll happen or what you'll see is, is because there's been a lot of flux and a lot of players have left and a lot of players are in kind of... Um, you know, kind of a purgatory with what they're going to do. And we still see Danny Ayala hasn't signed a new contract with anybody. I haven't seen Adam Clare sign with anybody. I haven't seen Ryan Shot sign with anybody. Um, all of these teams are going to be looking for, you know, players. You know, maybe they don't know what their best squad is yet and they're not prepared to make a move. So I think, again, this year is very challenging to base on previous years because we just don't know what certain clubs are going to be doing. Um, we've seen a lot of the... Um, EFL getting uh, stuck into Derby County this last week. They're under investigation. They could get dock points and be fined quite heavily. Sheffield uh, Wednesday got fined at the end of last season. Uh, obviously, Wigan uh, were fined and deducted points last season. So, you know, I think from a business perspective, Steve Gibson's a, a brilliant businessman. Has always uh, helped the club and has always been in a position to make sure that the club is in a good financial footing so that we don't make any mistakes. Um, and I think this is the kind of next round of that. Again, we've lost a lot of revenue um, from the gate receipts, um, you know, the, the television appearance monies and sponsorships, and that's yeah. going to leave a hole in, in your finances. So, again, we kind of talked about it on the first uh, podcast like two, three weeks ago, and, um, you know, I think we just have to be patient and not get frustrated. Um, I think we've seen... Uh, a couple more players who've been spotted in videos. Um, one is um, the guy from Tottenham um, who was on uh, playing last year in uh, Poland, uh, Magoma, um, who is a, a defender. Um, yeah. So he played in he played at Yeovil, I think, back in like 2015 on loan, and then moved to Arca Gdynia in. Um, in Poland, so there was a spot of him potentially playing for the under-23s, but um, we're not sure now if that was actually him or not. 
Um, I think it could be him from the the pictures I've seen, but it's it's hard sometimes to work out what these guys look like week in week out when their hair changes and um, when they're wearing different kits and what have you. So um, you know he could potentially be a player that we've we've looked at. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm curious what you guys think. Um, there's been a little bit of I don't know uh, negative energy flowing around the name of uh, Bowser. How much of these transfer window deals come down to his inability to seal the deal, do you think? Because he's kind of the guy that Warnock said he gave him his list of guys he wants to get after, and we've seen him get one. Right, uh, you wanna and, that was a, and it was a free transfer. Uh, take point so on I'm, that. I'm curious, I'm curious what um, your guys' opinion is on... Uh, I mean, I mean even just the, the, there, there, was, there was something I read where the last couple of years even, he's just... Um, contributed to the fact that we've lost money in the transfer windows like lots of money um yeah i mean i think you have to take um it's like anything right you know you're buying and selling a commodity at the end of the day and mm-hmm. it's uh you know i'd certainly say there's been clubs who are more successful but i'd certainly say there's clubs who are you know much less less successful um you know the teams who've you know spent lots of money and you know, they haven't gone anywhere. Sheffield Wednesday, Derby, uh, Forest, Nottingham Forest for a, a certain amount of time. Um, you know, I think we've kind of, you know, played the transfer market as shrewdly as we can. Predominantly, it's been our um, managers who've struggled to get the best out of the players, I would argue. Um, either the players we had that didn't fit the manager's system, and then you have a new manager comes in who then has a new system with the same players. And whenever you get that, you get a lot of, um, there's a lot of, you know, it's tumultuous for the players. They don't know where they stand. They, you know, they're they're not sure if they're going to be playing. Um, You know, they don't know what the system is. So I think a lot of it comes down to stability. Um, And the longer we can have a stable footing, that's probably the best um, thing that we can say, because then you're recruiting players that fit a system that the manager wants to play. So, um, yeah, I think generally people probably get pretty aggravated, but I think coming from more of a level-headed approach, you can probably say that you know we haven't done as bad as some as some clubs. But um, you know, again, at the end of the day, the, the manager who's in charge is asking for these players, and if it doesn't make sense financially, then you know it's the chief executive and the chairman who've got to tell the manager that's that's not a good move for us right now, and here's why. And I think. There's a, probably a good working relationship there between Warnock, Gibson, and, and Bowser. Well, I will take the polar plunge here and say that I just attempted to connect with Neil on LinkedIn. So we'll see where that leads. Uh, perhaps we'll have him on the pod to talk what business is like for the club. Um, there you go. Ultimately, you know, he's a businessman, uh, and he yeah. he's definitely he's making money take decisions. This, yeah. So and it's it's really easy and Greg you can't imagine working with a million dollar plus transaction. It's it's really easy for us to to sit in our chairs or our sofas, you know, or for me my wooden desk chair and be like, dang, I'm really frustrated that this guy hasn't you know pushed the package. Um, but I really don't know what goes into you know yeah. the courting period of getting a player, then mm-hmm. maintaining a player, you know, uh, because it's a mutual. It's a mutual fit. And this is something that a boss told me um, in my career. You know, you don't ever go anywhere for money. 
and I feel like that's kind of all soccer is. Um, you know, where where can where can somebody collect the biggest paycheck, right? Exactly. Um, and I think for a yeah. club like for a club like Burra, um, it needs to be more about the community, right? Those <laughs> yeah, are the types definitely. of players that you want. Um, yeah. And I think those are the players that in past when we've had success, you have had at the club. Um, you since have seen some of those players leave, most notably George Friend, uh, which was a bit of a surprise, I'm going to be honest. But, you know, linking back up with a former manager, it makes sense. Definitely going to be interesting playing uh, Birmingham this coming uh, season. I, I really hope we take it to him. But we'll see. I'll be curious to see how, how Friend's season goes under Karanka and what they're able to do there. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, they sold their best player to uh, Brushy Dortmund, Jude Bellingham. Um, they had previously, um, they had uh, Shea Adams, who, um, or Che Adams, who's now at Southampton. Um, so they've had some decent plays over the years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you know, they've had kind of delusions of grandeur over the years. Um, they've had uh, some, some pretty... They were they were in the Premier League probably twelve fifteen years ago maybe um, for a while they were kind of in and around there and then kind of fell away pretty far uh, I think they got relegated to League One and then got promoted again so you know they've been there or thereabouts um, Exborough player used to play there um, I think a couple of Exborough players used to play there Johnny Grounds I think was a, a left back and then uh, David Murphy also ended up playing there for a while. Um, Jonathan Grounds, uh, in, coincidentally, actually played with my brother when he was um, playing at Middlesbrough while he was uh, a young kid. So, see if we can get in touch with him and see if we can get him to come on and, and have a chat with us, see what he's doing these days. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, they've they've potentially got some good good players in their squad, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think Friend will be kind of an integral cog. I think it's more of a um, a cover signing for for Karanka because he knows he's a good professional and uh, you know he probably will start games but he won't play a whole season so um, unfortunate but yeah I think there's probably it was a good time for everybody to move on I think a generational shift uh, we're seeing yeah, we're good. witnessing like the the new club uh, or not even mm-hmm. the new club but just the the changing of yeah, the younger players yeah talking about the changing of time and time has certainly changed since last season our fixture list was released what do y'all think about that that's gonna be tough burnmouth and Watford (laughs) in the first two championship league games man what what do you gotta do to get that draw yeah you gotta i mean typical borough let's let's see what happens with uh with Watford, I mean, they probably look like they're going to sell quite a quite a lot of their players. And Bournemouth again, yeah. we haven't seen the the Wolves are still at their door. We haven't seen a whole amount of of movement from Bournemouth. But um, obviously, Ryan Fraser, he's left already. Callum Wilson, I doubt he'll stay. Um, David Brooks, I'll doubt doubt he'll stay. Uh, Harry Wilson was another one who played pretty well last season, but didn't get the game time and didn't score the goals. He's gone back on uh, to Liverpool, who's his parent club. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale uh, has gone to Sheffield United. Um, so yeah, they they'll definitely end up losing probably more players than than just those players. So um, 
you know, I would imagine Eddie Howe's not there anymore. They don't have a manager um, just yet, so no big issue. Uh, Watford appointed uh, Illich, I think. Um, yeah, I'll probably give him, you know, six months, um, see what they do there. But, um, I you think, know, usually it goes. I think Bournemouth appointed Eddie Howe's right-hand man. A permanent deal? Oh, I don't know if it's permanent. I feel like I saw oh, something yeah, I on Twitter that he was the new manager. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just caretaker. Let me. Look. I'll do some research. Maybe. Yeah, take a look at that. I hadn't seen anything formally yet, but maybe I missed that as well. But, um, you know, I think you look at October, there's definitely some winnable games in there. Uh, Barnsley, who stayed up by the skin of their teeth, Reading again, um, and then a couple of hard games away, and then two fairly winnable games with Coventry, who just got promoted. November looks okay. Uh, December's a really long month. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in December. That's a that's a hell of a fixture schedule. Um, you know, Swansea you just made out, missed out on the playoffs, and then Luton and and Birmingham away. So, you know, December looks okay. Uh, and then we make the turn for the year. We got Wickham Wanderers who just got promoted January, um, and and Birmingham again. So we played Birmingham I think uh, twice in basically four weeks. So that should be interesting. Um, the actual run-in um, doesn't look too bad, but then obviously we have Bournemouth and Watford back-to-back in April. Barnsley, QPR, Rotherham, Sheffield United, oh, sorry, Chef Wed, and then Luton and Wickham. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's another strong league this year. Um, there's, there's no easy games in this league. I said that a million times, and um, we've just got just to grind out some results. I oh think... The Carabao Cup in September. Oh my goodness! It's like all of <laughs> yeah. our games. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, maybe we'll make it to round three or, or round four at least. But dang. Yeah. So they'll there's the FA Cup in uh, in January. So there'll be some games um, reorganized then. I don't know if they're bringing the FA Cup forward this year. Um, I haven't seen the the announcements for that yet, but. Um, Obviously, you know, for us, the cup competition is a complete, you know, it's just, it's a luxury. We probably can't afford to, to take any significant part and we don't have the squad depth. And, um, you know, I think the fans will be happy if we kind of maybe get through the third round of the FA Cup and maybe get to the, the second or third round of the uh, the League Cup. So, um, you know, let's, let's see what happens. But, yeah, the fixture list is... It looks on paper. It, it still looks tough. Um, it seems. Yeah. It, it does seem daunting. I just have faith in our away fixtures. If we can continue that trend, it feels like we should be able to get enough points to stay up. But, I mean, last episode we were talking about pushing for promotion, and here we are. You know. Are we going to be able to stay Things change when you don't get your transfers. Yeah, I think, you know, again, there's still a long way to go. And uh, all the players who, you know, maybe we haven't even heard a, a peep about. I mean, you know, yeah. we signed Patrick Roberts later on in the year. Um, you yeah, know, who's to say he doesn't want to come back. Um, you know, there's there's young players who are going to want to come out on loan and get game time. Um, you know, and maybe we're not the first choice for some of the Premier League clubs, but 
um, with Warnock's experience and his contacts. You know, certainly uh, if there's players to be had, he'll he'll know about it. But everybody's chasing the same player at the end of the day, aren't they? Um, oh, so we'll see how it goes. In our case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope Warnock's able to put together a positive showing from whatever chess pieces he has to play with. Uh, he said, hey, yeah. even if we just get a, a positive showing out of our away games like we have been, that'd be nice to see. Home record um, hasn't really been this bad for as, a lot of years, as, as far as I can remember, going back probably 20 years since we you know, started playing regularly in the, in the Premier League. We... We all, as a club, we always struggle around Christmas, um, and unusually that was our best period last year. So, go figure. Um, you know, it's it, it's still too early. I think we'll make it. There's a lot of conjecture and and a lot of the stuff that's going on, and I don't see any specific team who's sold a lot of players, and I don't see any team who's really, you know, bought a lot of players. I think Stoke are probably the team who have really added some quality. Um, and that's really it. Um, I don't see anybody else I'm too worried about at the moment. But again, you know, the dust is still in the air. And it does take a while for everything to settle down. And Absolutely. we actually kind of see what's happening. I'll be happy once we're back playing games. I mean, shoot, even yeah. once, once we... I just want to, you know, hear how we fare against Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, ready to get some... Just get the, get the irons pumping. You know, the boys have definitely been back in the gym, something I've noticed. Uh, and by that, they've been doing a lot of AMRAPs for my CrossFit folks out there, just uh, as many reps as possible. Uh, that's what that those those workouts look like. Neil's, Neil's got them. Also, wait, new signing. We did sign the goalkeeping coach from... Nottingham Forest. <laughs> oh, that, was the big, that was the biggest tease when I saw that headline. Uh, I mean, oh, let's, let's, uh, let's suit him up there, you know. Let's put him uh, up. We, we re-signed Mejias as well. I think that's how you say his name. Not entirely certain. 30-plus-year-old uh, goalkeeper. Um, yeah, Thomas, uh, Thomas Mejias is... Um has been at the club twice now so he uh yeah. he was here under Karanka and then left uh, went to play in cyprus and then got re-signed yeah. um it seems, yeah, like he, a, seems like a locker room re-signing more than anything to me yeah, yeah third, third choice you know for competition for places you know if anything happens um you know it's just uh is he third or fourth we, we brought up the youth kid as well yeah, so we've got Pears, um, Stojanovic, uh, the kid from the youth club, and then no, Mejias. Yeah, Mejias is probably third choice. Uh, Pears and... Um, I don't know how... Do you, how, do you, how do you all say it? How do you Stojanovic. All say it? Sto, you say Stojanovic? I wasn't sure yeah. if there was a K. Stojanovic. Stojanovic. Yeah, it is yeah. definitely Stojanovic. Yeah, Stojanovic. Yeah, really? so, yeah, Stojanovic, and then um, Pears probably for number one, and then Mies maybe it's for cup games, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll have a better goal differential by having better prepared goalies in the back of the net. <laughs> I'm just you know, yeah, we'll if, if there's goes. results, if there's any sort of results that show that the keepers are in better form, I'll take it. You know. Because um, right. sometimes, sometimes it's about working with the right training equipment, and if you're not working with the right equipment and working the right thing, you're doing you're doing work for nothing. So yeah. if he's able if Definitely. he's if he's able to uh, 
prioritize some things and help shore up some sides of their, their game, I'm all here for it. The only thing that haunts me is the fact that Nottingham Forest just let in a myriad of goals in their final game of the season. Uh, but that is probably more indicative of the entire team and not the goalkeeping mm-hmm. coach's coaching ability. It's just well, how, how, many, how many goals did they have against last season? Not that that's uh, like they truly had fif- of the coach. They had fifty-eight for fifty against. Uh, we had yeah. I mean, it's pretty sixty-one pretty, against. Pretty typical for a yeah. We we probably had what sixty or so against sixty-one. Yeah. Yeah. But looking at where we need to be, we need to be like thirty-five, forty-five, thirty-eight, forty-eight, fifty-three, fifty-eight. So if we can just honestly, let's try to target this. Let's try not to concede more than fifty-five goals. I will be content. <laughs> about right. As we'll long see. as we're putting in, as long as we're putting in more than we're conceding, I'll be content. That's that's what matters to me. Well, I think you're going to see a real a real difference in the way that Warnock will set up his team because I think so. You know, yeah, we've already had players who've left, and I don't think there's anything to suggest that the players who are, you know, potentially available couldn't couldn't step up if they, you know, they just need to add some more experience and, and genuine experience in yeah. in some key positions. I think we need another striker. I think we probably need maybe one uh, one left back and a, a maybe another winger, um, and then another yeah. central defender. So somebody who can play on both flanks. Um, you know, the central what do we, what do we, what do we got for central defense? We've got Fry, Stubbs, and Hall. Hall, yeah. So on the left-hand side, we've got Bowler um, and Coulson and Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. On the right-hand side, we've got uh, Dyke Steele. Um, Spence. And Spence, yeah, going forward. Dyke Steele um, played some center back when we did five back at the end of last season. I didn't mind that look. Yeah, I I can't see Warnock starting out like that. He's a four four two guy. And, I, yeah, you know, he's being flexible. Uh, but it is a formation that we can go to. Um, yeah. And obviously midfield, you know, we've got three pretty strong midfielders: uh, Housen, um, Navel, Navel, yeah, Savile and um, Navel. Wing, <laughs> Savile, um, yeah. yeah, Housen, Wing. McNair, oh, I mean, Taverniers in that mix. Yeah, he's only got one yeah. year left on his contract too. He's that's going to be somebody. Big yeah, clubs are going to come a hunting. Maybe, maybe he's got to put some good performances together yeah. this year. I think. If he, yeah, if he if he plays through this coming season, like he finished the last three games out of last season, I think you'll see some big things of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's whether it's whether or not he can hit a consistent run of form, and if he does, that's going to bode really well for us as a club. Because honestly, with what we were working with last year for pieces of the puzzle and the way he was coming together, I mean, uh, just even, this is where I come back to, like with those lone players, like with that and then a couple consistent runs of performance from Fletcher and Tav, I think we're okay. Like even yeah. in terms of just pushing for promotion, like it's it seems consistent enough of performance. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think so. that, I think that's the thing is we need to find a consistent, uh, a consistent formation, Guys need to be gelling. Um, you know, it's and I, I think I think Warnock's obviously like we've talked about. He he brings a great energy. So I think off the field, I think you're going to find that the team's going to be probably in some of the better statuses it's been in the last couple of years, just 
based on Neil and who he is and what he's going to do for these guys in the locker room. Um, I think Probably. they're going to be. I think they're going to have a a high run of confidence, um, just based on the work they put in in this short off season and what Neil can inspire them with. Um, and I then think- it just comes down to how how well they can mesh on the field. And I think we saw some some moments of brilliance at the end of the season there. So taking taking what we're going to start this season with and hoping that they uh, start off on the right foot as well would be great. I, I agree. I think Neil is going to be able to instill a formation. The last thing I want is for us to change the way we play for other teams. Um, I think we should be unapologi- unapologetically ourselves and like <laughs> learn to beat them our way, not uh, not, not to beat them at their game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, like let's just win with ours. And I feel like yeah. Neil is that type of no-nonsense manager who can do that. Yeah. He's going to set up the team, you know, his way. He's going to have, you know, them working really hard. Um, yeah. You know, we saw from some of the videos, the lads were on their asses, which is good to see. Um, yeah. Making really sure that they're getting, yeah, the training that they need. Um, Do y'all you know, actually thinking about it. <laughs> Did you guys peep Neil's AirPods? He had an AirPod. No. In. He had a singular AirPod in, in one of the videos. And I was He's like, well, probably listening. You go ahead. He's probably listening to us. Ah, <laughs> he's well, wondering when he's gonna. Excited now. When, 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 uh, when is he gonna get an invite on, onto the pod? <laughs> you never know. Does he have a Twitter? Uh, is he, is he, Greg, can you say, reach is out? He even on social media. Shoot, I'll oh, send. Right. I'll nah, I don't think so. I'll send the club an email. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you need to send the club a letter, and that's that's gonna be your point of contact. He seems like a yeah. spam mail kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. That or LinkedIn. Um, let's let's see if he's on LinkedIn. No, not a chance. Yeah. He'll be his uh his his agent. Uh, there, yeah, there's, think, probably, um, there's probably a number for a pager out there for him. That's right. Um, that's that's or the kind telegram, of maybe. <laughs> there is a lot of Neil Warnock's folks. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, I should. Yes, yeah, so I think um, you know, let's not get too aggravated. I actually feel having spoken about it, I actually feel a little bit better now having yeah. you guys kind of speak about some of the players we've got as well so yeah um, well, i think i think i think it's it's good to talk about it because when you just look at the fact that our transfer window is kind of empty it's rather disheartening but thinking about it like we don't need a whole lot from our transfer window i think right now the biggest gap is probably a striker um yeah we, I think have, we, have, we have three or four guys that can play center back uh, yeah. so i think we need another guy to come in there and uh, unless unless Neil's really confident, Asambalanga and Fletcher are gonna gonna put forth one heck of a season. Then, I mean, honestly, our midfield set, um, and then, yeah, I'd say one striker to swap in with Fletcher and Asambalanga. Yeah, and you know we've had you know we've had some younger players who've had opportunities with. Um, with a club who've played up front, um, and they've just never been—they've never been quite the right fit. We haven't produced a, a hometown striker um, who's yeah. played either, you know, high, a high level since I want to say like Andy Campbell, who that was probably '98, '99, 2000. He probably left in 2000. Um, ultimately, ended up playing at Cardiff. Um, when they were still in the championship. Um, I it's mean, been a long time. You think about 
Jordan Hugel, born in yeah. Borough. You yeah, know. played for uh, Mask Town, which was the um, one of the the non-league teams. Um, you know, got his got his big break and ended up getting you know getting promoted to to the big league. So. Um, it's just we haven't brought anyone in for a long time who's been able to kind of do the business, which has been a little bit frustrating from my position personally. Because we have a great academy, we just don't seem to be producing the level of of quality. Yeah, um, we get we, we get good stuff out of the out of the midfield and the defense, and I think the goalkeepers are where we get our best quality out of the academy. Is what it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, we we haven't been able to tie down a really good attacking front uh whether through academy or transfers it feels like i mean we have a very high high we have there's a high ceiling on our current attacking front i'd say but they're they're just not hitting it right now i, I no, think they can do, i think they can do a lot um so yeah so we've got so we we do have some good we do have a couple of good players in the in the uh in the reserve so nathan wood um has that's a, another center back yeah, he's another centre back, um, centre back wing back. I I think he can play on the on the wing. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Stephen Walker, who has scored a lot of goals uh, in the reserves. Um, he has he had played at Crew um, last year, um, and you know did okay. He had six appearances and one goal. Um, Previously, he was at the Milton Keynes Dons, seven appearances, no goals. I mean, he's very young. Um, you know, he's still only 19. You know, it would be nice to kind of see if he has an option to kind of play next year. Um, I mean, what do we, what do we have to lose? You know? Well, no, I mean, nothing really. Yeah. Not yet, at least. Exactly. Um, uh, I, I hope, I hope that's a guy you see in like. Carabao Cup game or FA Cup game or something like that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and the only way we're gonna know, you know, how capable he is is by putting him in those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise, um, you know, just, I mean, we could send him back out on loan. It's fine with me, you know. But if he's gonna do well on loan, there's nothing to suggest that he wouldn't do well with us. So that's always a hard one because I I understand that one, but it's like sometimes like. Like there, there's a lot of question marks around Marcus Brown coming back from League One. People are like, okay, you know, like he had a less than impressive start of the season with Borough, and then went down to League One. I think at Oxford and had a good showing, good I mean, form. They made the playoff final. Exactly. So um, some good, some good, good confidence from him. I mean, that was one of his comments returning to Borough was, you know, I've got some unfinished business here. I I felt like I. Uh, his comment was specifically in regards to Woodgate, you know, just didn't feel like he messed with what Woodgate was trying to do. Granted, I don't think anyone really did, but we're going to move on from that. That's the past. Um, so it'll be just, I, it's like a second chance for him. And I'm, I'm hopeful for him based on his run of form at Oxford and I'm for himself and just for what the, what that means for the club. So Uh, in the videos uh, of training, he looks like, one of those guys who gets out there and attacks it, in my mind. And I think he's doing it to prove a point. I think he's trying to earn yeah. a spot. Uh, and I think that is the type of player 
you know, you long for at a club like this um, that's Maybe, built on, mm-hmm. it's a hardworking town, you know, mm-hmm. with it, and it needs to be represented by hardworking players. And I think that's somebody um, who could fit that bill should they continue yeah. that run of form. Yeah, I think I think having him and Tavernier set up on opposite midfield spots would be would be awesome. Um, then just mixing it up in the middle between Wing, Housen, Savile, McNair, and then you got Fletch and Asambalonga. Maybe maybe Brown's our third striker. Maybe maybe he's got a good knack for goal scoring, but he's not he's not that big. He's not as big as Fletcher and Asambalonga are, so he doesn't quite fit the bill for what we know Warnock is particular to. So. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, he he, yeah. Seem, he seems we'll very see. moldable into our formation at the moment. You know, um, at least at least from my point of view. No, agreed. Well, that um, brings us. Oh, you go ahead. I was just gonna say we do have a we do have one more friendly that has been announced. Um, I think uh, we will be playing the Jardies, um, our our old enemies um newcastle so that that'll be a good uh a good tester there um says uh first of september so we'll see if that actually goes ahead then shrewsbury on the ninth uh, sorry on the fourth and then plymouth on the 25th so we do have three friendly set up at least the mighty shrews yeah <laughs> the mighty shrews and the Alrighty. not so new castle yeah you have a and um, what is it? The Plymouth? man. Plymouth, the uh, the Mariners, the Giles. I, I the probably Giles. have just, I probably have just upset several people that don't even listen to this podcast. But okay. <laughs> we 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 <laughs> do right. have a a question um, from one of our loyal fans and followers, Harrison, um, and he wants to know. What's the best way for somebody who wants to start following the sport to find games and start watching? Great question, Harry. I'll let you guys go off for that because you are the experts. <laughs> so uh, I got yanked into it by Ham. I'm going to give Ham this one 100%. Uh, not yanked into it, I'll say. I mean, he asked, and I was like, sure, I'm down for it. Coerced. I, I like soccer. Yeah, I was coerced. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, uh. <laughs> I think I think one of I think one of the, trying to take him home for a night. You're cursed into. Oh gosh. Uh, he, we're, we're we're on the opposite side of the country. He just said, "Hey, watch this soccer game with me," and I was like, "Sure, man." It, it, Brad was like, "What time is it at?" I was like, "6 a.m. your time." It's like, "Sign me up." <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, and then uh, you know, two one at home, perfectly. baby. You know. I don't know you would. I don't know that you would have ever got me to wake up at 6 a.m. for soccer outside of COVID, but I know. I did it. And, and here we are. So for you, Harry, um, what are the best ways to start following uh, the championship in general or the club? And there are a couple great podcasts. Ours is a great place to start at Middlesbrough Pod. Next one, if you're trying to just consume general knowledge, uh, the Second Tier Podcast is a wonderful resource that I've used in the past. Um, that kind of gives you, they talk about every game in the championship, which I really admire. Um, you know, and everybody, it feels like, gets the same amount of time. Fantastic. Um, in terms of watching the games, ESPN Plus streams the championship. Uh, that's five ninety nine a month um, now. The we price just increased. We are not. We are not sponsored. Um, you can also, <laughs> instead of paying Mickey Mouse um, five ninety nine, you can give the club. Uh, I'd say it's like five dollars or so of your money to watch the game live with commentary. Um, 
yeah, brought to you the, by BBC Tees, I think, or Club. Yeah, yeah. Brought to oh. you by Matto and uh, I forget who the other guy was. Uh, sorry, guy. Um, <laughs> it, you also can watch the games. They're typically uploaded 24 hours afterwards on the club website. They'll upload the replay. There's no commentary, yeah. which honestly is kind of um, nice because you can create your own opinion on what's I happening disagree. in the game. I, I enjoy commentary. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying I think it gives you your own lane of interpretation. I think for me, having been an athlete in high school who watched film regularly, it feels like I'm watching film, and it's it's a hard place to go back to. <laughs> Brad, we can just put on some sick uh, music, you know, and just and just make <laughs> highlight videos for you. Highlight highlight tapes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's oh. I, I only had one one clip from my football season in high school, so uh, it's a it's a nice little six second high, highlight clip. So we don't need to recreate that. I was on the receiving end of a highlight clip in high school. Um, <laughs> it was like after our spring football game, they brought us in. Uh, keep in mind, I played high school football one year, uh, my junior year. And the school I, I played at was a good school. Uh, Brad, Brad's school was better. Um, but like uh, we, were, we were in our respective divisions fairly good. Um, Brad a little bit more so than us. That being said, I remember I was like going in on a slant, um, and it was like dumping oh, no. rain. Yeah, middle of the field, middle of the so a little five yard stutter, and um, I plant with my right to cut in left, and I look, Mistakes. and all oh, of a sudden, this ball is hurtling at me, and I'm like, okay, cool, you know, I've got the gloves, I got the cleats. I got the helmet, the shoulder pads, you know, I'm like, I'm like kitted up, right? I'm all You're like ABC, let's do this. Yeah. And I, I can I remember clear as day. I my back left hand is outstretched and I'm looking through my helmet and the ball hits it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we've made con <laughs> folks, the eagle has landed. We've made contact. And all of a sudden I get waxed so hard and just go flying. Like just waxed. While, well, and this is the this is the funny thing. Um, the coach who was showing us, it was the defensive coach. He's like, this right here, this is the kill shot. And I was like, oh my, that is me. Like, I am your player. And like, yeah, it's a great hit. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know if that's man, what we that should hurts. be celebrating right now. I just uh, got over those bruises, man. Yeah, I, I, again, I only played one year. It was after that hit, oh, I went out and good. got like a back plate um, to oh, drop yeah. down from my shoulder pads. Yeah, those are those are a must in high school football these days. And the kid, the kid who waxed me, was a was a really good friend of mine. But it was just it was just so funny because you know <laughs> there was he definitely wasn't thinking about who the heck he was about to you know kill shot. Button um, two. Well, folks. Well, you're speaking to a longtime rugby player, so I have no zero sympathy for you yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, that's. In Greg, or yeah, he relishes the guy that got to clean clock you. Oh, I'm gonna have to. Say That's that. just another day in paradise. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, love it. That was the fun stuff. Well, lads, up the borough. Cheers. Up the borough. Up the borough. Boys, and it could be Einhorn Fontaine!
Ein Schellung. 